All right, welcome back, everyone. I got a special guest. Her name's Debbie, and she runs theoffbeatlife.com. Also, how to create a podcast.com. She travels the world and she teaches people how to create remote incomes, get uh, learn remote skills to get remote work agreements, and also how to start a podcast. So, Debbie, uh, what's up? How you doing? Hey, Riley. Thank you so much for having me here. I am really excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, excited to talk to you again. Um, I was on your podcast a little bit ago, yeah. so here we are swapping it back. So, um, <laughs> yeah, before we dive into uh, your how to create a podcast.com, that's a super good resource. I was just checking it out. It's like, boom, just lines it all up. Here's the equipment you need. Here's the software you need. Here's the services you need. Um, if you want to dive deep, they have tons of resources and you even have a new course on how to create a podcast in like eight weeks or something, eight week checklist you got going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, real quick, like, um, how long have you been kind of like digital nomad status or are you digital nomad status and uh, where are you now and what's your quick background? Yeah, absolutely. So I started theoffbeatlife.com about two and a half years ago as something that was just really out of curiosity. You know, a lot of people when I was traveling were remote workers and I wasn't happy with my nine to five and I loved to travel and I just wanted to see how it could become sustainable. So it just started out of curiosity and I started talking and interviewing to people on my podcast about how they started it. And Lo and behold, a year later, I was able to do it full time. And now it's a full time business and making income from that. So luckily, it's been sustainable ever since. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Yeah, sweet. Had a dream, vision, did it. Hashtag online business. It's, uh, (laughs) yeah, many, many opportunities here. one of the awesome things is that we can do these days is create a podcast and yeah, um, yeah I created mine Whew. <clears throat> yeah just kind of by accident just interviewing people on my YouTube channel and then I was like oh this could be a podcast too so put it up there and I kind of just learned by doing um, and I'm still not optimized like at all so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to learn some tips for uh, on this interview here so yeah, if someone has been thinking about starting a podcast, what's kind of uh, what's your breakdown? What's your mini masterclass on how to create a podcast? So like with anything else, if you're starting a new content with a new platform, it's really learning about the specific topic and niche that you're going to go into. I feel like podcasting right now is the go-to, right? It's a new in and cool place to be. But you have to understand that like with anything else, you have to start it from the right, you know, way. You can't just do it because everyone else is doing it because it does take a lot of work and effort to be able to do that that. So first, understand what type of topic you want. Make sure that you really want to do this because you want to do it long term. So one of the things that I tell my students a lot is to make sure that you can really put together what your passion is and what your expertise is in. So if you can combine both, that would be the perfect topic for you because you're going to be having longevity with it. Right. Mm -hmm, And then another thing is, is to really make sure that you are doing this and you are able to 
Um, make sure that you are answering people's pain points because a lot of times people will make you know that they're having issues with certain things. And if it's in your topic and your niche, you want to make sure that you're answering that on your podcast. So if it's not inter- if it's not um, educating them, you have to make sure that you're also entertaining them or a bit of both. And I think that would be a really great place to start with that. And like Riley was telling you, there's a ton more resources that I give you on my uh, site for that, howtocreatepodcast.com. So there's a lot of freebies for you there as well. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm uh I'm on the I'm on the website right now. So so yeah, the 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 first thing creating your topic. It's um something, you know, obviously something you're passionate about, blah blah blah. And the way I like to put that is just like what do you like talking about? You know, mm-hmm. what do you find yourself talking about naturally like with your friends and uh just like what do you like talking about and so i always same thing with like a youtube channel or a blog people are like oh what what niche should i get what topic should i do just think about what do you naturally like talking about yeah and uh that can be a good place um to to start um so yeah over your podcast journey i guess what are some uh some tips and tricks um that people can can learn or what are some tips tricks and hacks that you could share with someone who is uh kind of wanting to start their podcast yeah so another thing is make sure that you have some sort of a uh, checklist right so we have this on our site that you can actually get is podcasting seems like it's really overwhelming because there's a lot of things that you have to do. You have to make sure you know your topic. You have to know your hosting platforms. You have to learn how to edit all of these things. It can get really overwhelming when you're just taking a look at everything that you have to do. But if you do it in bite size uh, things, you're doing one thing every single day and you're making it really consistent for yourself. It's going to become more doable and it's not going to be as uh, consistent confusing and you're not going to be overwhelmed by anything. So you need to make sure that you create that system for yourself right from the beginning, because if you don't, it's going to get really overwhelming. Believe me, this actually happened to me when I first started and I was super overwhelmed. And when I created that system for myself, that's when it became a lot easier and it made it more sustainable for me in the long term. Mm hmm. Nice, nice. Yep. Have that plan. Get organized, or things will be all over the place. Admittedly, I'm I'm pretty all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I definitely could use uh could use a podcast assistant. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, in the world of podcasting, someone was actually just telling me that, um, that. As far as advert like advertising and digital marketing, some uh, advertising expert was telling me that that podcasting and content is making an upswing as as far as what people are actually um, advertising, like boosting their content, um, just like boosting a, a a content, boosting a podcast, boosting a blog post. Is that a popular thing amongst podcasters? Then have you ever tried that? Like basically doing paid advertising 
for your podcast episodes um like to get it out there and if so like what channels and what what have you kind of noticed with that so meaning um doing ads for my show so people yeah doing ads for your show yeah Honestly, most of my or pretty much all of my traffic and listens are all organic. I have never paid for an ad for people to listen to my show. And I have seen people who have paid for that and it does work, but I have not done it um, so far. I mean, maybe later on, who knows what could happen. But I have heard some really good things about it. I think I've heard people say that doing Google ads, Facebook ads would be really helpful, especially in the beginning when you don't really have a set audience yet so that can be super helpful so luckily for me when I first started I already had a community and an audience that I really launched it to and I didn't feel like I really needed it and honestly in the beginning it was just a hobby for me right it didn't start becoming a business until a few months later when I actually got my first brand's uh, sponsorship and I was like oh my goodness this is actually a money-making platform so yeah I should take this more seriously but for me I haven't paid any ads yet for anyone to actually go into my podcast and listen to it got it speaking of um, monetizing with the brand partnership um I have not been doing any of that on my podcast and I am totally open to it monetizing (laughs) my podcast. I guess the only way I've kind of been monetizing it is I guess my own products like, you know, I've had my my Amazon course back since 2016, but I, I don't really have any sort of system of like having a recorded, you know, promotional snippet at the end of all episodes or anyway, but how did you land your brand partnership and was it and like how much how much money did that make you like is it did that take you from like zero dollars a month to like a full time oh i'm making 3k a month from this one brand partnership or like what what's typical like uh what's the typical realistic expectation out there of of how soon you could kind of monetize your podcast So you can actually start monetizing right from the beginning and it doesn't have to be just from brand sponsorships. It could be like a course that you're doing, Riley. It could be from affiliate links that you are doing with other brands. Um, And it could also be through companies like ClickFunnels where you would just find a company there and then you would do an ad on your show or your website. And then whenever somebody clicks on it and purchases a product, you get something from it. So it's not as hard as you would think to get a brand sponsorship if you're looking at affiliates, right? Like ClickFunnels. Um, that's one of my examples for that because it's a lot easier when you're just starting out to actually do it. Um, if you don't have a lot of audience yet, it can take a little bit more time to be able to do that because obviously not everyone is going to buy from a first sell. Um, But for me, also another reason why I didn't start really paying for ads for my show is because I was getting featured in places like Refinery, Forbes, Travel and Leisure. And that's really how the brand started to find me. Um, And that's when they started approaching me and I got featured the first six months that I started my podcast. And that's where the two brands simultaneously reached out to me at the same time. Like, hey, we really love your podcast. We found you through here. What you're doing with your audience is really who we want to target. 
how can we pay you to put an ad on your show? And mm-hmm. again, this goes back to what I was telling you in the beginning is if you know who your audience is and you have an actual niche that you're an expert in, that's going to stand out to the brands who are looking for you. And it's also going to be really good when you are pitching to those brands because you know exactly who are they who they're looking for and you know who your audience are. And if they align, it's going to be a perfect fit that it's going to it's going to be hard for them to be like what are you talking about this makes no sense you're like this is exactly who you're looking for I have it I have thousands of people who are going to want this product that you're wanting to sell so really that's how it all started for me Um, and it just went from there yeah and I think my first sponsorship deal uh, I think it was only like one um, one ad on my podcast and then one on social media. I think I made almost a grand just from that. And I also have to say it's about your negotiation skills and not taking what the industry standard in podcasting ads are telling you to do. Because if I did follow that, I would not have made any money. I probably would have charged like $50 per episode or something ridiculously low like that. Nice. Um, Okay, awesome. So you said you got your podcast featured in some Refinery29 and some publications out there. Um, what was the trick to make that happen? Yeah, so the really for me, it's really about making sure that you're making connections with people. So when I got featured in Refinery29, I was following some writers. I would um, comment on their Instagram or Twitter. I didn't even tell them about my podcast, but because I just started engaging with them, they were like, wow. And then they would go back to my site and they were like, oh, wow, you have a podcast. And then they started listening to it and they really enjoyed it. Um, And I was very targeted. Uh, I targeted specific people because I knew they were writing um, articles that I knew were also similar to what I had a topic and my niche was about. And that's all that's where it all started. So and I also want to make sure to let you know this, that once you get featured in one publication, writers (laughs) will look at those other um, posts and articles and they will most likely include you in a similar post. And that's how it just turns over um and then you will see like best travel podcast you'll see my show on there uh we actually just got featured in travel and leisure a week and a half ago and you'll see similar podcasts get featured in a lot of similar things because they have been featured one after the other and all the writers just kind of like okay somebody already did the research we might as well do it as well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that whole phenomenon where uh yeah, writers are doing research and they take the research from a previous post that's like talking <laughs> yeah. about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny because um, I actually wrote an article about Best Travel Podcast as well for uh, one of a really most popular um, travel blogs. And I started researching and I started including new podcasts in. Um, And then it's funny because now new travel podcast lists are adding the ones that I added in. So it's really funny. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's how you you do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you can do it. And you can just stick yourself in there. You know, no no shame. Just like, yeah, boom, put yourself in there. Now it's this whole network going. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, creating networks. Okay. Awesome. And so, I 
I know about these um, kind of podcast uh, booking agents because I've had like people email me, you know, want to be my podcast booking agent. I have some other podcast friends. Um, you know, I, I get contacted by them uh, as well, including yours. Um, what's your kind of takeaway on, on that? Have you noticed a, a big growth from that? Or yeah, what's your summary? There are definitely a lot of people, like you said, um, my assistant actually contacted you about a swap, right? So I just pretty much, um, I have my full-time assistant and I added this on um, as one of our rosters because I like to do a lot of things myself and create a system for it. And once I create a system and I then I have somebody else do it. Um, I also have people coming up to me and be like, hey, I could be your agent, you know, and we could negotiate. I'm like, I could negotiate way better than you. I Because I did work with one agency when I first started um, the podcast and they didn't negotiate pretty well. And I was making like 10 times more than what they were giving me. So it's really about creating that system. Once you, like I said, once you create that for yourself, just start hiring somebody to do it for you, train them and it'll just keep going. So for me, there's a lot of booking agencies out there, but their pitches are really bad. Like they've never even listened to your podcast. They'll just have like a copy and paste. My assistant listens to every single podcast. As you know, Riley, he'll like point out things that he loves about your podcast and we're very very picky about the people we also go towards and they have to really align with what we're doing because if you don't there's really no reason for us to swap this interview or to even get on each other's radar in that sense unless there's really something that we can both win in so it has to be a win-win for everybody and that's my motto with everything you know it can't just be about me or it can't just be about you it has to be a winning team that we're going to be creating yeah yeah i mean it, it must have been good because i get you know a good amount of these emails and you know i replied yeah. positively to to yours um or your assistant so yeah it, it must have been good i'm just looking looking it up yeah <laughs> um, well also anyway it's yeah. it's it's also interesting so just to tell you the percentage um we don't do a lot of um, we're very specific with our interview swap. So this is a great way for you to actually get noticed in other podcasts. This is a great marketing technique. Um, but because of how personal our pitches are to each podcast, we book about 95% of the pitches that we put out. So that's how good it is. So you need to make sure you're personalizing everything and you really care about the other person too. And it really translates with um, what kind of person and what kind of business and what kind of um, platform and media that you have. Nice. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, for someone like me who's like, you know, we got some options to, to kind of focus on to grow the podcast. What is the... Uh, what has having your assistant doing the uh, um, outreaches slash pitches, um, what have you noticed um, the growth from that as compared to growth from, from other things? Like, yeah, what, what would you compare like has been the biggest growth? 
Yeah, I would say doing interview swaps with similar niche has been one of the biggest growth for us because obviously if they listen to your podcast, Riley, they're they're really interested in being digital nomads, online work. We do something similar. Um, so, and you already know that they're listeners of podcasts and they like this topic. So guess what? If they like this interview with me, they'll probably go to my podcast. And if they like that interview with Riley, they'll go to his podcast. So for me, it's all about sharing, right? Sharing networks, giving each other something. Um, so that has really worked for us um, when, since we've started doing this. Our listeners um, have definitely bumped up. Also, when we get featured in publications, it definitely bumps up as, as well. People find us through there. Um, so those are the two things. And really, it's very simple and it's all organic and it doesn't take... Um, too much or any money for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cost effective to, to train that assistant to, you know, find, um, you know, podcasts that are win-win situations with the, with the audience, uh, kind of overlap there. Yeah. And then when you reach out, you always do the, the podcast swap kind of pitch. Yeah, so we always do that. So right now we actually have a long queue of people and you know, Riley, people will constantly pitch to you. Um, and we've been very, very selective with who we get on our show because honestly, we only have four people that we let in every single month on our show. So now we have about six months wait for people to even um, get in and then like four to five months until they're published. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, as you grow in this industry, more people and more people want to get on your show, which is a really good thing, but it's also, I feel bad because then you have to wait longer, um, to be able to do that. But yeah, doing this, doing it well, making it personalized, never do, um, you know, just copy and paste. I hate those. You know what I'm talking about, Riley? When yeah, you see yeah. those emails, you're like, yeah, you didn't even listen to my podcast. Why do you want to be in it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I reply just like, what, what video did you watch and what did you like about it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Are you doing any, uh, as far as podcast growth? Cause I guess that's what I, what stage, uh, I'm in. Um, are you doing, um, SEO, um, blog articles? Have you noticed uh, good results from that or YouTube videos or anything else that you're doing out there to get your podcast out there? Yeah. So we have different platforms that we actually do our marketing in besides interview swaps and getting featured. So for SEO, we actually do transcriptions for each of our podcasts. So I have somebody that does that as well. And we put in keywords for it. And then on our website, we create resources that are free. And it, again, it's all SEO keywords that are specific to our topic and niche, which is online work and online business. Um, and then another thing is make sure you're taking advantage of your social media. So we create graphics. I have uh, the Offbeat Life on Instagram, and then we have the Offbeat Life podcast on Instagram, um, and then we have our Facebook. Uh, so, and then Pinterest we also do as well. So mm -hmm. that actually drives a lot of traffic for us. So for mm -hmm. those of you thinking podcast is not for Pinterest, that is so wrong. You need to get in on that. Go to Pinterest, and um, that's 
another way of people searching for you and finding it through there. And it's more visually driven. So if you just learn how to do it, uh, use keywords there as well. It's just like people finding you on Google. So it's been really helpful for us. So SEO for our blog, um, Pinterest, social media. And also I do want to say going back to creating income with podcasting when um for example, you're talking to brands, you're not just selling your podcast. If you also have a platform on social media and on your website that you have an audience in, you can also sell those and be part of your package. So it's just another way for you to create more income aside from your podcast. Right. Nice. Um, so the Pinterest thing, I noticed on your blog posts, here on your how to create a podcast site you have the, those little pinterest graphics at the bottom and it says like share mm -hmm. this yeah um okay awesome do you just make those in canva like like a pre yes. pin pre pinterest style uh little image yeah absolutely so we created our own unique um like style so people automatically know that it's our uh, design. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, we just create that. And then I just, you know, we just make that every single week or whenever we have our um, new posts and then we just add it on Pinterest and people find us through there. So it's been going pretty well. We actually just uh, launched How to Create a Podcast a few months ago, and we've already been getting decent amount of traffic for it. We ha I haven't really focused on it too much except for really SEO and Pinterest. And it's, um, I mean, yeah, we're pretty happy with, uh, with what's happening to it so far. Nice. Yeah, that's a really good idea because, um, you know, I've we've all seen the little button that just says share on Pinterest. But yeah. what you're doing is I think I found the post where I saw it here is you at the bottom of the article you have. Did you enjoy this post? Pin it for later. And you have yeah. three Pinterest preformatted uh, vertical style um basically a cover art for this blog post yeah and so so how do they pin it from here because when i click on it it just takes me to the image so are they supposed to just save this image and yeah, you can you can save it but honestly i think we forgot to put the link on there so it's typically if you click on it it will take you to pinterest yeah it should say like pin yeah. pin this image okay cool yeah i mm -hmm. was just wondering but yeah that's a great great idea have and they even have like three different ones to choose from because, yeah, yep. Pinterest, if you guys don't know, it's all about those tall images. Um, yeah. Okay. Sweet. I got some assistants to hire. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need to hire somebody, we, we have a whole lot of people on our roster, Riley, that we could just put out your job on there and find you somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I figured you might have a little uh, a little podcast freelancer network. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of her equipment is on there um, from, you know, the USB mics that I think we're both using here. I love mm -hmm. mine, the Audio-Technica one. Yeah. Um, I have, I've been using that. I like it, you know, quick and easy um for for you know on the go digital nomad 
all the way up to the Joe Rogan one, the more expensive ones. They have it all on there, and um, I've had my eye on that one for some time. We'll we'll (laughs) see. We'll see how business does over the summer, and I might have to make a quick little purchase. Um, But uh, yeah, my my vision is I want to have because I travel so light. Mm -hmm. I literally travel. I have one like suitcase roller medium size and then one backpack and that's everything i own like i just over the years i just have less stuff you know totally digital nomad so it's been this battle oh man do i get like a full professional big old podcast setup like it's just basically (laughs) it's gonna mean either i have to get a big suitcase or carry around like a separate little briefcase with you know that little podcast briefcase thing but might have to do it yeah you I, it's it's a balance between that and being a minimalist right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah minimalist or you know or or level up with the the technology um <laughs> anyway um yeah one i think i'm gonna have to go with the uh the the mobile podcast setup with all the big equipment and stuff it's people are doing it um so i guess we can kind of uh, finish on the offbeatlife.com. Um, give us a summary of a, kind of uh, what the offbeatlife.com is and kind of what you share on there. Yeah, so the offbeat life is really where it all started for me. Um, it's where I share all of my resources to help people find work from home jobs, start an online business. It's where the podcast is as well. That's where its home is, where you can listen to people like Riley, who is a digital nomad, who are remote workers, and get inspiration from them. And we don't just kind of give you the unrealistic Instagram view of it. We give you all the realities, the good, bad, um, the ugly, and the beautiful as well so I mean that's where the home is for everything and we also help people find the jobs we give you if you're a subscriber we send you um, emails to you know apply for jobs ASAP and that's that's where it all is nice (laughs) the offbeat life I like it I'm on the uh, screen right here wow over 160 episodes yeah wow crushing it just hit 160 Ooh, i really like this i really like yeah i was just working on my my blog livingthatlife.com today and i was like this really needs a makeover i haven't really uh <laughs> it, it totally totally needs a makeover but anyways yeah guys uh the offbeatlife.com you can check it out all the episodes are here interviewing remote workers and um, she has great resource sources on uh, work from home jobs, uh, remote remote working, um, boom, podcast mentorship program right there. <laughs> I even just saw. Uh, so awesome, beautiful blog here. If if you're on YouTube, then I'm uh, going over the site right now on a screen share. Um, some great articles on here. Um, best legitimate uh paying online job so so when you say online job you mean not just starting your own business but working remotely Mm -hmm. for a company right yep so on our site we actually have specific articles for starting businesses online and also 
finding and applying to jobs as well because as you know Riley not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur but yeah. they want to travel and be able to make it more sustainable and make money while they're on the road as well so we have yeah. those two options for you yeah yeah that's definitely I, it's something i've been trying to emphasize over the past year it's like more and more digital nomads i i've met in these digital nomad hotspots are they don't have their own business they're remote employee so to to kind of give my whole spiel there's there's three flavors of uh digital nomad slash remote worker there's Mm -hmm. one freelancer two remote employee and three entrepreneur slash business owner so all three of those are great uh i think long term you know most of us i think we want to have our own business you know a, a business being you have employees that work for you and you something where you can make money 24 7 but having a remote job so just working remotely for an employer can be a great way to start to uh especially if you're itching to travel or just itching to get out of the office or work from home that can be a great place to start just transition into a remote position inside of a company or a different company or your current company and then of course there's the whole freelancing thing which is uh you know monetizing your skills in the gig economy on freelancing sites and stuff like that um which is of course most of the time it's trading your time for money which an entrepreneur we don't want to do that for too long we want to create these systems create businesses however if you are a freelancer um you can transition that into an agency um relatively quickly and i'm sure you have lots of um good resources on that of course if you guys follow my podcast you know i've interviewed many guys who have um digital marketing agencies which is basically uh, you know a freelancer but you hire uh, other freelancers and employees to to take on the workload and you kind of um step back and become the boss slash managerial role kind of managing uh everything and kind of create a digital marketing company that's that's it but uh yeah you have great great um if you're not uh, watching on youtube she has great articles on here um like weird things that like i i never even talk about like um (laughs) landing your first translation job online and um how to travel for free by finding house sitter jobs like how about that and uh, of course (laughs) one of the most popular ways to start freelancing especially if you're a westerner uh with perfect english is uh free freelance writing so a guide to finding the uh, freelance job, freelance writing jobs, um, how to find uh, online TEFL jobs, which is online teaching. I've done a couple interviews with uh, online English teachers for sure. That's definitely a thing out there. Um, highest paying apps that allow you to work from home. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I guess... I'm curious about this in the, in the world of um, in the world of kind of freelancing for beginners. Um, have you noticed anything that's like kind of really uh, really good right now, really hot? If someone wanted to start freelancing uh, as a newbie, I guess. Yeah. So one of the most questions, I guess, 
I get asked is what if I don't have remote skills or I've never done this before and I always find that most people do have those skills but they maybe just haven't implemented in their nine to five that they used to have um like we all know how to use social media some people probably are not getting paid well or not paid at all and they're doing really well with it or you know how to answer emails you're very organized so a lot of those things could be good for like virtual assistants you know um or if you're a good writer if you have your own blog that you've already started you can start writing um for other people and if you have a website that's also a great way to use as your resume as well so There's a lot of things for you to go out there and start and you may not even know that you have the skills already. It's just fixing up your resume, putting it on there, and then you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I always tell people if you want to be a digital marketer, entrepreneur, even freelancer, creating your own blog slash website Mm -hmm. is like one of the first things you should do uh, as well, for sure. And um obviously that combined with like your LinkedIn and if you Mm -hmm. want to be a freelancer, create an Upwork profile for sure. And it's just like your reviews build. And these are all kind of your digital resumes. Like it's these platforms nowadays. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, lots of, uh, lots of options out there, guys, no excuses for sure. If you want to be remote (laughs) and Hey, if you want to travel whenever you want, there's no excuses. There's plenty of opportunity to have a, a highly profitable career that is totally laptop based totally internet wi-fi based so yeah um debbie any uh any last final tips or thoughts or anything uh, before we wrap it up yeah i guess just come to the offbeatlife.com if you guys want to know more about how to start working remotely especially if you've never done this before we have a lot of resources for you for newbies and if you want to start your own podcast go to how to create a podcast.com and we have a ton of free resources there and it'll just help you again if you're a newbie i'm really great with helping newbies guys so come at me with any questions (laughs) feel free (laughs) yeah no stupid questions over here uh so there you go guys you know where to find debbie um yeah links in the description as well and uh, check out her podcast subscribe i'm sure you're on all the podcast platforms too yep i am (laughs) yep just give her a little search uh, and check her out all right debbie uh thanks for coming on uh have a great uh have a great monday (laughs) thanks riley it was great to speak with you all right thanks for listening to the fba lifestyle podcast Don't forget to follow on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and Instagram. Ready to fast track your first or next FBA product? Ready to create a real product that leaves the competition in the dust? Then check out the 90-Day FBA Challenge, a 12-week accelerator program with weekly coaching calls where we help you go from zero idea what to sell to a product live on Amazon within 90 days and download the free Amazon Secrets eBook. FBA Lifestyle, the Amazon experts. Start your FBA business. Achieve the freedom lifestyle.